Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Letters to Myself podcast. I hope you're all having a great uh, start to your April. I mean, today it's today's April 5th, and weather's getting warmer, a lot of rain in the air, a lot of happiness in the air as well because the days are getting longer, can finally go on walks in a comfortable temperature again, and I just feel like the new year is really upon us. You know, like January... Yes, it is technically the the new year, but I really do feel like March 21st, which is like the spring equinox, I feel like that's honestly when things really start to get going. And again, because of the weather change and I guess because it's like more, I don't know, it's more exciting to me. I have more things to do as, you know, the weather gets better. I'm just in a better mood and it kind of translates to getting more done, feeling more motivated, feeling in a better mood. But anyways that's my intro for today. Um, today's topic actually is going to be about skincare because I honestly feel like so many products are working for me so well and my skin has undergone such a dramatic change within the past like maybe even eight months. My skin has just never looked better and then I was thinking you know like I've struggled with acne for most of my young adult life. I used to have such a bad skin and I It's basically been a whole journey for me. So why not just make it into a podcast episode and talk about skincare just in general? And honestly, at this point, it's kind of become a hobby for me because it's just really fun to discover new products, to feel like a chemist when you know how to pronounce certain things, you know, when you know what AHA means, when you know what a niacinamide is. It just makes you feel a little bit like you've got your shit together. You know what I mean? Um, So that's what today's topic is. Um, Before we get started, just a little bit of updates and other things that I wanted to talk about. The first one is, um, honestly, I'm just proud of myself right now because I published my last episode on March 30th and it's not even a week later and I'm recording another episode. So first of all, we love consistency and I may not show up again for another couple of weeks, but we're getting there. Um... Second thing I wanted to say is because I've kind of been doing this for a while now, you know, like it's been, it's been a little bit over two, I think it's been like two years and a couple of months since I've like started a podcast and yes, I haven't been consistent, but I think I'm at a point now where I need to kind of up my game a little bit. So yes, I will be getting an actual microphone. I'll be getting more podcasting equipment. So I know the microphone sucks right now, but it will sound better soon. So that's something I'm definitely going to be doing. Um, if you have any suggestions on honestly how I can improve, my goal is just to reach more of an audience, you know, because my audience is kind of all over the place. Like, I don't think I've found my niche yet. The analytics that I see is that every age is somehow listening to me, but that it skews more towards people that are in an older age demographic than me, which, okay, great. I like, I I like being for everybody. I like being for the people, but, and then also even in terms of like my, like the main country, which is obviously Canada because I live in Canada, but I have a lot of listeners in the United States as well. Um, and then in other countries, but it's just like, like all my analytics are kind of all over the place. Like I haven't found my peak, my real, my people yet, even though I do want to reach a broader audience because what I cover is not really like super niche. Like it's not, I only talk about one thing, you know, it's not like I only talk about fashion or only talk about one thing. It's kind of just a general, I I don't even know what I would call it. So if you have any suggestions on how I can get better, um, 
would love to hear. I also am reconsidering the actual name of my podcast because originally I had just started it as literally something for me to look back on and listen, like literally letters to me, like 30 years from now to listen to it or to show my, my kids and be like, this is what was going on in my life. You know what I mean? But now it's kind of become something where I'm really enjoying it. Like I really do enjoy doing it and thinking about things. So yeah, I would love to hear thoughts. Okay. Anyways, enough about housekeeping. Let's also, uh, before I get into the, the main topic, I just wanted to talk about my recent reads because of course, you know, gotta update. That will always be my brand is reading. So um, last week I read The Silent Patient by Alex Michalidis. I loved it. I haven't read too much mystery, to be honest with you. And this is a book that was very suspenseful, had a great plot twist at the end that I saw coming, but it nonetheless, it was just, I love the way it was written. I read it in two sittings because it was addictive. And essentially it's just about this famous painter who marries a famous photographer. And one day she's basically caught, um, having shot him. Like he's found dead strapped to a chair and she has blood all over her and it's, she's basically killed him. So she gets put into an institution, um, because she pleads insanity essentially to get out of a, you know, a lifetime conviction in prison. Um, and then there's this psychotherapist that basically does anything he can to get hired at that institution in order to try and he wants to heal her. He wants to save her. That's basically like what he is, but it's a little bit darker because this person also has a dark past and you kind of find out why he becomes a psychotherapist. And then you kind of realize like the psycho, the psychotherapist is very much also in need of psychotherapy. Like he also very much needs it. Um, so it's a psychological thriller basically and a mystery all in one loved it. 10 out of 10 gave it a five out of five on Goodreads. On the flip side, I read also read a book that I did not really enjoy. And it was it's a very random read because again, like sometimes I'll go on Kindle and see what's on sale. And if I've even seen a book and like heard of it, I'll be like, okay, like I'll try this out. Why not? Because I'll read anything. So I read Tina Fey's memoir, which was Bossy Pants. And I gave it like a two out of five because it just wasn't entertaining to me. And like, yes. I like reading about people's lives that like has nothing to do with me. Like it's about comedy, right? And comedy is interesting. It's not really like something I would enjoy doing. Um, but for example, like someone's memoir that I loved, I like I loved um, Alicia Keys' memoir, More Myself. That was a great read um, just because of the way it was written. But with her memoir, I just feel like it was trying very hard to be funny. And I don't know if it's just a generational difference in humor because to me it was like I could tell that it was meant to be funny but I didn't find it funny I I don't know again this book was written in 2011 so it's an older book um like it's not new so I'm thinking maybe like maybe what's humor has changed in like the past 12 years maybe not I don't know I just didn't enjoy it She's a great, she seems like a great person though. I'm not, I'm not bashing her. Of course not. And I don't think, I don't even think she wrote it, right? Like usually they have ghostwriters. So anyways, but I, like, I didn't enjoy it anyways. So that's all I'm going to say for update on books. And then I guess, yeah, I'm reading a couple of books now, but I'll, when I, once I've done them, I'll give my review. Okay. So it's time to get into the main topic of the podcast. So let's talk about skincare. Um, 
So where do I even start? I think in order to kind of talk about what products I'm using now and my kind of knowledge of skincare, I wanted to just start this by saying that I, if you have ever struggled with having bad skin, with acne, and you feel like it has impacted your self-esteem, I completely relate to that and I'm here for you. And it really does suck because you could be doing everything right. You could be eating right, drinking enough water, using the right products, and it still won't go away. And it has nothing to do with you. You know, it's just like it is what it is. Some of us are not blessed to have the clearest skin. Some of us have to work for it. Some of us has to work, have to work our asses off to have nice skin. And that was literally me. Like I fought tooth and nail to have the skin that I have today. Um, so some people, you know, get acne later. I honestly started getting acne when I was like in grade five. Um, like I was literally like maybe nine or 10 and naturally when you're still in elementary school, people are going to talk about it and they have no filter. Right. So, you know, of course it started, I was starting to get self-conscious about it. Wasn't wearing makeup back then. Cause I was a literal kid. I had never thought about my appearance, you know, like when you're a kid, you don't really think about your appearance, but then when you start kind of going through puberty, you become self-aware suddenly and very self-conscious. And so if you have something that's visible to others that you cannot hide, again, it's going to be pointed out and you're going to become really, really insecure about it. So I was super insecure about my skin. And at this point, it was only on my forehead because I had super oily skin. And to this day, I have extremely, extremely oily skin, which if you have oily skin, something that made me feel better is that our skin does age slower. So that there's that because, you know, it's hydrated. It's hydrated. I mean, it looks like olive oil, but like it's hydrated, you know, um, it has gone better. Like, obviously my skin is not oily, as oily as it was when I was like 14 years old. Right. Like it's, it's, it's controlled now. But what I'm saying is like, that's my skin type, like not just a T zone oily, like an everywhere oily skin. So, um, I think the first product I used was a salicylic acid from like Neutrogena or something, you know, classic you're like in middle school or like elementary school you ask your mom to go pick you something up from the drugstore for your acne you're gonna get like the cheapest product on the market and it's gonna be like a neutrogena or like a clean and clear classic so I started using you know one of those cleansers very cheap drugstore product and a salicylic acid some kind of product like that you know like a spot treatment thing wasn't working was not working built up a huge tolerance for it. Like it was not drying my skin out enough. Like my skin was literally water. Um, so then I begged my parents, like begged them, take me to a dermatologist. Like I need to do something about this because like I'm about to go to middle school and I'm not going to be an ugly bitch. Like I need, I need to get up. No, I'm joking. I didn't want a boyfriend, but like, I was like, I need to look good, you know? So they took me to a dermatologist and she prescribed me a, a cleanser, which was a benzoyl peroxide cleanser that literally looked like battery acid. Like it, it was very pungent. It smelled like chemical. It was bad. And I got prescribed a morning cream and a night cream. And the night cream was something all the girlies are loving and have been loving. It was like a retinol. It was a tretinoin, I think like a vitamin A, very strong prescription. And now people are going to dermatologists to get it for anti-aging. I was on it from like age 11 or 12. So I was, <laughs> I was using it and 
of course, like my skin built up such a tolerance to it that I could literally put it on every night. No reaction. It wouldn't even bother me anymore. That I used it for years. Like I think I used it from the age of maybe like 12 or 13 to the age of like 16, 17. So I used it for a long time. Um, and that did work. Honestly, like it did clear up my skin. Um, but it left a lot of scarring at the same time too. And at that point, I started wearing makeup. And I started wearing makeup pretty early, again, because of this issue that I had. So I think it was like end of grade eight or beginning of grade nine when I started wearing foundation, like full coverage foundation every single day. Like I wouldn't leave the house without it. I became really good at makeup to compensate for the fact that I had like visible scarring on my face. And, you know, I got really good. Like I knew how to do my setting powder. I knew how to use concealer. And, you know, I, like I loved makeup, but just for that reason. Um, so, I mean, that it aggravated my skin a little bit, but again, eventually my skin just got used to it. But I've always had these huge pores and it was just a disaster. So anyways, skin got better. Let's just say skin got better, but I had scars. A lot of hyperpigmentation from scarring from acne and had a dependence on makeup and was super insecure about ever showing my bare face to anybody. Like uh, I was stressed out to go to the pool because I was like, I can't wear makeup to the pool and you know, people are going to see me without makeup and I'm going to be super insecure about it. Which sucks because you know, like you're a kid. Like I was literally 13, 14. And I had these kinds of thoughts and it's like, I should have just been enjoying being a kid and like not gave a shit. But I know that a lot of other people have gone through this. And, you know, if you're going through it right now, like if you're much younger than me, or even maybe you're, you're my age and you're, you're getting acne for no reason, like adult acne, it sucks. Like, honestly, it sucks. And it, it's like, it literally obliterates your self-esteem and it makes you so frustrated. Um, because you're doing everything right, but like nothing's working. And it's it's expensive to cure it too. Like it's pretty expensive to get prescription products from a dermatologist, which thankfully when I was on them, I wasn't paying for them because it was my parents paying for them. Um, but yeah, so eventually I went off of it and I didn't get my prescription refilled because my skin had gotten better. Then I thought I was done. 1819, I got like such bad hormonal acne. And I, it was like cystic, like it was so bad. Like it was all over my jawline, um, like huge bumps and my whole face was covered. I don't know why it happened. Like to this day, I still don't understand what triggered it because you know, by that age, you're usually done puberty. You know what I mean? Like you're a, you're a fully grown adult. Like you're not gonna grow anymore. Um, so naturally, um, again I was super insecure and I didn't know what to do and and I didn't want to go back to the dermatologist because I was just like I don't want to go back on like heavy prescription and like destroy my moisture barrier and you know I was just tired of it like I was like my skin needs a break from these heavy chemicals I really wanted to do like more of a natural thing so this is what cured me of my hormonal acne and no it was not drinking more water because if anybody ever gives you that advice don't listen to them because that does not work. Yes, it's good for your health, but drinking more water does not get rid of acne. It does not, okay? This is the stuff that actually will help you. 
So this is where I'm going to get in, into my tips on how I finally got rid of that evil bitch <gasps> once and for all and developed good skin. So the first thing that I started to do that honestly I thought made the biggest difference um, and this is going to be something that unfortunately is not very affordable, which is why it's frustrating for people who can't afford it. I was in a position where like I have a family member that is an esthetician, so she was able to do it for me and I didn't have to pay anything. Um, but essentially it is to go to an esthetician or, you know, a, I was going to say face specialist, but I don't know what that is. Um, somebody licensed to deal with the skin and do microdermabrasion which is the process of basically it removes layers of your skin it's like an extreme exfoliant like think of it that way in order to get new skin to the surface and kind of purge old skin cells so this helps with a variety of things mainly to get rid of scarring but it just helps get rid of everything on the surface right so it's like they crush crystals against your skin, which sounds a little bit violent, but it actually feels really good. Um, alongside that, she did extractions. Extractions are where basically you steam your face so that your pores loosen up and then remove the sebum inside of your pores. So basically it's emptying out the pore so that no new, you know, pimples, whatever, build up, nothing else can form. They empty it out. Hurt like a bitch. Um, but it helped as well. And then the third kind of treatment that I did was an ozone, like oxygen therapy where it like zapped my skin and it smelled very metallic. And essentially this is to put oxygen into your skin. I don't know what that means to this day, but again, it helped. And I did this over the course of maybe seven or eight months. Now, Keep in mind, when you are doing exfoliating products, peels, anything that's taking layers off of your skin, your skin is extra sensitive and prone to sun damage. If you're going to take anything away from this video, I'm going to talk about sunscreen as a whole entire separate thing, but sunscreen is the most important thing for having good skin. And not just, you know, people think of it from an anti-aging perspective or just from not wanting skin cancer, like for health. It's also going to help your acne because the sun aggravates a skin condition that's already there. So if you have acne, putting your face under the sun is just going to make it worse. And if you're doing treatments and it's making your skin extra sensitive, you need to be making sure you're always wearing a hat or sunglasses and you're always wearing a sunscreen and topping it up every couple of hours, especially in the summer and especially if you live somewhere where it's hot all the time. You know, again, I live in Toronto. We never, we have had like no sun all winter, but still, I still wear sunscreen every single day and I still reapply with a powder every couple of hours and that extends to my neck as well and my hands or I wear gloves when I'm driving. This is like the most important thing. Like I cannot emphasize enough like how important it is to wear sunscreen no matter what age you are. It is never too late to start. Get a good sunscreen. Start now. It is so important. Forget if you have perfect skin, you still need sunscreen because you never want to endanger your health. Okay. And 
again, yes, it's vain to want to look good, but also I do want to look good. I want to protect my skin. I do not want to have sun damage that shows. I'd rather wear sunscreen, spend a little bit of money rather than, you know, regret it later on and see the sun damage on my face. I don't tan. I I don't like to tan. You know, again, if you want to do that, do it. That's great. I'm not saying to be scared of the sun and to run away from it because it can become a little bit (laughs) obsessive at that point if you're literally not going to the beach. But I'm just saying be aware that you need protection under the sun. You do. No matter what your skin looks like, you still need protection. I'm just going to say that. Um, This is dermatologist proven. There's evidence to back this up. Everybody needs sunscreen. And I know there, there is some chemical in sunscreen that I've heard people say it's better to use like a mineral or a powdered sunscreen because of, I think, I I don't know what it is. I'm not going to comment on it. I haven't done research into that, but I I will talk about which sunscreen I use at the end of the video. So both of these things together really did help clear up my skin. And within the year, it was gone. And my confidence had come back. I was left with kind of rundown skin after that. Like I feel like my condition was gone but I had scarring and my skin felt very dull. It did not feel shiny, glossy, hydrated, great. It didn't feel like it looked good. So this, these are the products that I used that helped me kind of get that glow back. My favorite girl is hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid adds moisture into your skin. I know it says acid, but it's not literally like it doesn't like when you think of acid, that's not what it does. If you apply hyaluronic acid after cleansing your skin, after applying your toner to damp, damp skin, it soaks it in and you have very hydrated, plump skin. And it is a pretty, you know, affordable way to have that glowy skin that we all want. And I honestly feel like it has very much changed my skin. She's done wonders for me. The second product that I'm going to talk about is vitamin C serum, which is to be used in the morning together with a sunscreen. I recently started using it, but I have used it before for a while and it made my skin glow. So vitamin C does irritate your skin. So if you have sensitive skin, maybe just try a little bit and see how you react to it. Um, It is an antioxidant and it helps protect our skin from harmful effects of the environment that we're in. So it, you know, further protects your skin along with the UVA and UVB protection that sunscreen gives you. So it's meant to be used in the morning. The one I personally use is the Ole Henriksen one because I did read that if you expose that serum, the vitamin C serum to the air, because you don't have a product that has, you know, a sealed pump, it breaks down the product, the composition of the product, and then it doesn't work as well. So I bought this product specifically because it, never gets exposed to the air like it's sealed you don't open it up you know and like squeeze the bottle onto your skin you just pump it that's pretty much it I don't use much else for my skin and I feel like it's been amazing lately no I'm not perfect with skincare there are so many other people that are probably doing 100 other steps than me 
but th that's what works for me. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to outline exactly what I do morning to night just to get, give the steps better. Also change your sheets very often and get a silk pillowcase if you can and if you can afford it because it is much better for your skin and for your hair. That has also helped. But if you can't, just change your seat, sheet. Change your sheets. Change your pillowcase even more often. Don't, don't go, you know, weeks without changing it. First of all, that's disgusting. Second of all, there's bacteria and that's, you know, every time you go to sleep and your skin touches the pillow, it's rubbing up against you. So again, that's like common sense, but it's not so common from what I hear. Okay. So this is the end of the video. Um, I'm going to just quickly go through my exact steps. Okay. Wake up in the morning, cleanse. The cleanser that I use is La Roche-Posay purifying foaming gel for sensitive oily skin. Beautiful, amazing product. Have been using it for like over two years. Never makes me break out. Skin feels squeaky clean. Okay, that's it. On clean skin after the shower in the morning, Ole Henriksen vitamin C serum. After that, I use the Vichy Aqualia Thermal UV Face Moisturizer, SPF 30. SPF 30 is okay. You know, it's perfect for, again, I live pretty, I live up north. I don't live, you know, down south. If I did, I'd be using a 50, 365 days out of the year. In the summer, I switch more to like an SPF 50. And for that one, I use La Roche-Posay. They're sensitive facial sunscreen fluid. It's like a very tiny bottle. But in my day-to-day, -day, the Vichy. Love Vichy. French skincare products, honestly, are amazing. And they're pretty affordable because they're drugstore products. They're kind of like middle middle of the, I don't know how, what that expression is. They're in the middle. They're not too cheap and they're not too expensive. They're not going to be a hundred dollars. Like I think the, I think the Vichy one is like $45 and I, it lasts like seven months or like six months. And I can, you can find it on sale on Shoppers Drug Mart. That's my morning routine. Then I use a super goop SPF 30 resetting powder every couple of hours. Or like if I'm going to go out for a walk on my lunch, it resets my makeup, so it has that benefit. And it's a resetting powder. You may say that, oh, resetting powders have been proven to not really be effective. However, I did my research, and if you apply a cream sunscreen and you touch it up with a resetting powder, it still is effective. You know what I mean? But you should not just be using a powder as your main sunscreen for the day because it doesn't give enough protection. This is for a touch-up, okay, throughout the day. Then we get to the nighttime. Nighttime, again, I have makeup on, biotherm, biotherm micellar water to take makeup off, cleanse using the same Roche Posay, Innisfree Hyaluronic Acid Toner, love Innisfree, they're very affordable, available at Sephora, this toner is amazing, and it gets any other res residual makeup off. Then for my hyaluronic acid, I use the Inky List, which is again, another very affordable brand, I think it was like 12 or $15 to buy the hyaluronic serum, much cheaper than a lot of other brands on the market. And then for my eye cream, what I'm currently using is the Pacifica Vegan Collagen Eye Cream, which one out of five, it doesn't really do anything for me. I bought it because it was on sale, but I'm looking into a much more potent eye cream, such as the Lancome Genifique, I think it's called. I've heard that was a really good like eye serum or whatever eye cream. So more on that when I find one. But that's basically my entire routine. And then once in a while, I'll 
come in with a the Innisfree Volcanic Pore Cleanser Exfoliant. But I'm honestly traumatized from all the years of like over exfoliating my skin that like I'm kind of scared of it and I'm more focused on hydrating. Um, which is why you may have also noticed I don't have a retinol in the skincare routine, even though it's like an essential for like anybody who's into skincare. I have not gone back into it because I told myself I give I give it a break for a couple of years at least. Like my skin cannot tolerate any more retinol. I've been using it consistently since before <laughs> before I was a teenager, remember? Um, so to me, like I will eventually reintroduce it into my routine, maybe this year, maybe next year, but it's going to be a very small dose of it because I just really want to focus on hydration right now. And you know, like I used it for, I used it for too long. Like I need to give my skin a little bit of a break. Like it needed a couple of years of a break from, you know, again, maybe I'm using the term wrong because there's retinol, retin, retinade, retinoid, <laughs> tretinoin, but it, I know that it was a retinol. Like I know for with hundred percent, it was that, that kind of product and I'm giving my skin a break. But if you use it, of course that's fine. And you know, I, I still have time as well. Um, for all the anti-aging stuff, like as much as they try to push it on you, like really all you need is like sunscreen, using it religiously, and a good skincare routine. Retinol can be introduced a little bit later. Like you don't have to start taking it the second you turn like 19 or 20. You know what I mean? Like unless you have fine lines, which I don't thankfully, praise God, because I took such good care of my skin. I have nothing. But again, I'm also young, so I, I I don't know. So anyways, I I have no right to speak because I'm not there yet. It's only impressive if someone is middle-aged and has no lines. You know what I mean? And we shouldn't even be having a stigma around it. Like, it ties into this whole, like, other conversation of what are you taking care of your skin for? Like, is it for your health or is it because you just want to look hot? And for me, I think lately, because of all the content I'm seeing on TikTok and because I feel like it's pushed at a younger and a younger and a younger age, I don't know why I'm doing these things anymore. Like, because back when I had bad skin, I was treating my skin well and using all these products in order to not have acne. But now that I don't have acne, it's like, what am I doing it for? And I think part of the reason is also because I'm, I want to look good forever. And I need to like unpack that for a second. Maybe make a podcast episode about it. Because obviously it's normal to want to look good. You know, that's natural. But when is it ever going to end? You know? Like, <laughs> that honestly, it's, it's a whole other conversation. But just the things that I hear, the things that I hear being said to increasingly younger people about what they should be doing to their skin and even cosmetic procedures is just honestly a little bit predatory, I feel like. And yeah, any dermatologist, the number one thing they'll say is just wear sunscreen. That's it at the end of the day. And yeah, they will say retinol too, but again, um, but you don't need to be using a retinol if you have clear skin and you're like 17 years old. I'm sorry, you do not need to just wear sunscreen and you're fine. You're a baby. Anyways, and I'm a baby too. Like I don't need to be thinking too seriously about this, but yeah, I don't know where I was going with this. So anyways, that's kind of the end of this podcast episode. 
In the future, I will go in, if I ever do start using a retinol, I will talk about which one I'm using. Um, I also wanted to just shout out the Ordinary's Glycolic Acid Toner, which is a great exfoliant if you're looking for that. Um, because I recently read the tip that if you have any acne, like from working out, like anywhere on your body, and it's like a bacterial kind of breakout, that the glycolic toner gets rid of it within a couple of days. And it's, again, a very cheap product. It's like $15 for a huge bottle of it, so it's affordable. So that's the end of this episode. Um, if you have any thoughts, any... <laughs> any comments, any recommendations, if you have any products that you, you would live by that you love, give me that information because I want to look it up and I want to see it. And I know my skincare routine is not perfect. Um, but thank you again. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, again, it's a, such a small little project. Like it's literally nothing. But if you are listening, I really do appreciate you. Um, my socials will all be linked below and yeah, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful April and I'll be back with my next topic. Okay. Bye.